0: Hi, I'm Moni of Mixing with Moni, and I'm about to rival your most opinionated friend who swears she's always right. Welcome to Mixing with Moni, a weekly show where I mix a few worlds together and give a POC perspective on everything my white friends are shocked I love. This is going to be a little bit of a different episode. I already recorded my first weekly episode um, that I'm going to do that I did yesterday. And I will come back again for another weekly episode, kind of like a recap of everything going on in hot topics, news, pop culture, and of course, TV that I'm watching. Um, So stay tuned for that next week. This is more of an episode for um, the Bravo lovers out there, housewife, housewife lovers. This is for you. That is how I got my start in wanting to do a podcast. I was featured on an amazing podcast called The Real Moms of Bravo. Um, check them out on Instagram and wherever you get your podcasts. And we did a bonus episode specifically about The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And y'all, if you were like me and you pretty much just washed out of loyalty, nothing else was on, maybe you somewhat liked it. I did, I mentioned that on my podcast yesterday, um, I did like the second half of the season. I agree with pretty much everyone out there, so I will not go through this long tangent on why the damn dog is not a worthy storyline for a housewife of this caliber this late in like their seasons. I won't get into that because everyone pretty much is under the same pretense of boring, boring, boring boring and I could not agree more what I do want to rant and complain about is how I feel Bravo producers Real Housewives of Beverly Hills producers have failed us like I'm I'm tired and I'm upset and I really feel like I want my life back for the first 10 episodes easy I I could have read about how Lisa left the show Lisa Vanderpump I did not need to see a downfall that wasn't even they didn't even lead to a dramatic exit of her leaving the show there was no mic that came off there was no running through a resort in another country like tamra did where she ran through um on housewives of orange county she ran through just saying like i will never speak to these people again that was epic that was fun that was a good time (laughs) at her expense but that's why we watch housewives didn't that didn't even happen for Vanderpump so it was so annoying watching the first half of the season and everyone complained and I, I liked that kind of camaraderie of course everyone fell in the various places on who they blamed if they were team everybody else or team LVP frankly if you're team LVP you're on the right team if you're team the dog that's probably the, the actual right team like my point is that Lisa Vanderpump has never lied to us about who she is. Ever. She has always been very clear and honest about the kind of woman that she is. Manipulative. Well, not maybe not honest, but she's made it clear that she's not going to change at her, you know, age or rank or state in life. She's always been manipulative. And always been catty and a little patty and but that's kind of the reasons why we love her since season one like we get we watch her on vanderpump roles also if you watch vpr then you watch her there because she's a different kind of person we get two sides of vanderpump but on beverly hills she plays the game and we love her for it she plays her role i've always thought that the women on beverly hills are always casted for a role That's true for most of the later Housewives. Once they've kind of established a brand, they tend to cast for a role versus earlier ones or more recent ones, I should say, like Potomac and Dallas, where they're kind of filling the cast out. So they keep the same ones for the first couple years and then maybe add or take away and see what works and what doesn't. And that's always fun, getting to know new girls. But for like seasons like Housewives of Beverly Hills or franchises like Beverly Hills, We are already fully aware of who these women are and what they're here to do. And LVP, that's her job. She's a mastermind. She's a master manipulator. She fixates on a woman. She makes them feel like they are the light of her life. You know, she just wants to help them and be their best friend and mentor them and guide them and take them under her wing. And then they all end up getting into a fight with Kyle or it's Kyle and we love that she makes the women like kind of turn against each other so it was never a shock that she might have leaked stories about what Dorit did with this dog duh the problem is that what happened with the dog should have never happened so the problem is Dorit like the dog is innocent Lisa's not innocent Dorit's not innocent but Dorit gave her the ammunition like you can't what else was she was lisa going to do with it also she has a responsibility to the show because if she didn't do anything people would have been pissed and i only think that the reason why they did the most about her doing this and i think that lisa probably just didn't see the backlash coming for what they probably all knew was going to happen anyway she probably didn't understand why they were giving her so much shit about it because that's what they expected to do that was what was supposed to be done somebody leaks something it becomes a bit of a storyline. This is something I blame producers for though. They did this and milked this for weeks because none of the women wanted to talk about their actual lives, which is really annoying because we watch so we don't have to focus on our own lives and can focus on someone else's lives. So I needed to see like, what is this I hear or I've seen on Instagram of like this person running after Dorit at like that's at a pool party that they were filming the show at or is it the beach someone has to remind me they're all blowing together all the things that get leaked but the beach they were at like in Barbados or something like something that she was filming and people are chasing after her talking about how she owes them money and why did someone's poor camera have to use their storage When Bravo has hired people to capture these life moments, why do we not subpoena their subpoena? Why do we not request, demand, locate this person's footage if we're not going to use? I don't understand why not. Why wouldn't we see the real things going on with these women? Also, give yourself a chance to explain. I understand that in a lot of situations, they can't talk about it because of court. I believe that's what's being said about Erica Girardi and her husband, Tom, is that they can't talk about things because they're in court talking about the things. But we can at least allude to it. This is also your area to clear things up. Like you can even say I can't talk about it. But like you can't expect us to know about this information. The information get out and you say nothing. That is ridiculous. We are owed some kind of explanation. These are fans. These are people who genuinely care about these women. They love to watch them. They have built careers off of our viewership and then don't share with the viewers and that is ridiculous don't manipulate me a viewer into thinking that it's going to be a really great season and it's going to be so exciting and impactful and it's really going to turn some tables and it's about a dog don't make me i'm not i'm not that stupid i nobody would have watched that season and they know it so don't pretend like anyone would have watched that season and been like this is groundbreaking television. Oh my God, this is so exciting. What happened with the dog? Maybe episode one, but we also knew so much about it before the season even started that even if you knew nothing, you were still bored by episode two or three. So enough about the dog. I'm here to talk about how On Watch What Happens Live, Teddy, Erica, and Kyle, which was an odd pairing in my opinion. So I already knew they were probably going to have some kind of alliance. And I hate when that happens because it means I know the dynamics of the friendships before the season even started. So they go on Watch What Happens Live, the three of them, and they talk about how it's basically two seasons in one. And how they caught Lisa Vanderpump in a lie and LVP is upset and blah, blah, blah. We knew she left the show or something that was like hinted or rumored about. So they talk about two seasons of one, one with Lisa, one without Lisa. And I was not excited about the one without Lisa. And I have to say, I'm impressed. Like, granted, I'm drained. And I've heard a lot of people say that they're just not that excited about this ending, like the last eight or nine episodes, specifically because, like, they don't think it was that interesting because we were overhyped for everything that we went through. We deserve some kind of compensation. Honestly, give me my reparations for that. Waste of my time. Definitely. But I liked the second half. I liked the women turning on each other because it was like, you lose Lisa and you still can't get along. You hate each other and you still can't get along because you hate each other and you acted like you were this united front for Lisa against LVP. And then once LVP leaves, the front comes down and you all don't like each other. And that's okay. It does cheapen ganging up on Lisa. (coughs) Excuse me. But at the same time, it doesn't take away from how good the season could have been if we just focused on the true dynamics of you all's relationships as a group of women who are thrown together to do a job and all have very intense personalities. That's why they pay y'all the big bucks. I just want to know... How we got through the worst possible start of a season about this dog and get to the best part. But we're all sour to it and can't appreciate it because of how the producers demanded somehow 24 episodes, I think, roughly 24 episodes out of their asses. Like they they went hard pushing for 24 episodes when they didn't need to be 24 episodes. We could have dealt with 12, 16, maybe 18, definitely 12. Like a little bit of background of why Lisa left. Maybe a few of like some shocking moments or just her leaving the island and being like, I'm done and then leaving. And then some background as to why. Some words on the screen. Real like TV style. Like update. This is what happened. And then move on to fast forward however many months later. Here we are. That would have been cool with me. And then we get to all these women, their terrible dynamics. How Kyle and Teddy are the mean girls I don't want. How Erica Jane is the mean girl I need but won't come for me. And how Camille is the MVP of Housewives. Like, it is season two Camille all the way brought back to life In true form, never, ever can she ever say again that the reason she was like that on season two was because of her divorce that she was going through in season two. And she became this nice person in season three. That woman is some kind of a mastermind because season two, Camille was brought back. And we're to believe that her season two persona was specifically because of her divorce and her being miserable and her husband cheating on her. But season whatever we're in now, Camille is just as dirty, just as vicious, if not more. And she's newly married to a brand new man. And (laughs) her house burns down and... She talks about how she feels homeless, but she has multiple other homes. But this was her primary home, but, like, the other one was under construction, so she can't live in that. And she had to go to a consignment shop and get a 30-year-old Burberry coat. And Lisa Rinna has the best line of any housewife commentary I've heard in a long time, in a very long time. And she goes, like, something to the effect of, how does anyone feel for the wealthy like how does anyone have empathy for the wealthy and that's all I could think about like I was trying so hard to feel bad for Camille and she was just like milking it and was like I had to get my what was it a Chagall some fancy painting off the wall I I just took it and ran but shows up to this dinner after her house burns down with like I'm assuming this Burberry coat and like a Chanel bag like one of the, one of her bad, she saved enough stuff and was able to buy enough stuff to where she's okay. And that's exactly what Denise Richards was trying to tell her It's like, hey, at least we're in a good place where we can afford to rebuild and have stuff. And she shades her by going, she doesn't know what I mean and what I'm going through because her rented home didn't burn down. Camille, no, sweetie, because if her rented home had burned down, she would actually be homeless if she is, in fact, renting. She would actually be homeless because that is the home that she does not own. That is the home that she is renting from someone else. That is someone else's home she would be living in. And that is a bigger deal because that's not her insurance. I mean, granted, you have renter's insurance, but that's not her home that she would have insured or get money from to rebuild or do something. That's like you're just not liable for this burn and we'll cover it like it will be in we we the insured the owners of the house are going to be fine but best of luck to you so sorry about like not having anything granted i don't know if if ted if denise richards is actually renting her home there's no shame in renting your home i think renting is great if that's what you you know have to do as long as you have a home i think that's half the battle here is that people were left in the la fires homeless there are people who have not experienced a fire that are homeless. The point is, she has a home and she was able, Denise Richards has the ability and the means to get things back for her life. And that's why we love her because she keeps that in perspective. Whereas Camille is talking about how her beach house is under construction and her vacation home isn't where she lives, but her primary mansion, the one she bought for herself right after her divorce settlement, like, in parentheses, After my divorce, I bought divorce settlement. After your divorce settlement, you bought this house. That's how we got the house. Let's not be confused. You settled from the beloved Fraser character and Frasier pays your bills, honestly. Um, and now she's talking about how her daughter's a brat and I'm like, takes one to know one. But as much as Camille irritated me about all of this, like I'm genuinely sorry for her losing her house. I'm sure that is stressful, but it is not... The end of her world, the way it is probably the end of a lot of people's worlds in that area. Not everybody who lives in L.A. who was affected by the L.A. fires is like a millionaire, billionaire type person who has a mansion. That's not everybody's case. Uh, That's just not the case for any city in America. There's always levels to this. So. Um, God bless anyone else, you know, who is going through something, who lost their homes and probably are still actively recovering, um, health reasons, financial reasons, any of the above that has to be really, really hard. Um, but back to Camille, (laughs) the best part of the entire season. I mean, I knew we were turning around when the women were like, oh my God, let's get on a plane while the fires are happening. So sorry. Come stay in my guest house though. Like, that's the best I can do anyways who's going to France like (laughs) that was cute then we get to France and they start turning on Erica getting drunk I like to see these women get drunk I mean I've heard a lot of complaints that we don't see enough of the housewives and the women have a good time together granted if you watch you know the province uh, episodes of housewives of Beverly Hills they did not always have a good time while drunk um pan camera to Erica and how her zero faces have changed at all since she got to Provence not a smile once and we like to see them drunk because it's fun to see them taking a little break from fighting go out let off steam and be regular women and maybe get along like that's fun maybe not all the time but it's fun but seeing these women finally have a good time Excitement. I loved it. And then <laughs> the fights that ensue because of the drunk, even better. Like, granted, I agree. Today's word of the day is granted. Yesterday's was abysmal. This is fun. I love vocabulary words. Um, even though granted, I don't think it's a vocabulary word. Anyways, I felt the girl's pain. I too do not think that Erica Jane has a good time with these ladies. She tells us the contrary. I would like to see a receipt. Just one. One smile. Like, she does not break a sweat. I mean, even while she's explaining to them, I'm having the best time of my life. And, but she sounds literally like my voice. I have more inflection than she does. I'm having such a good time. I've never been closer than with you ladies. You guys are my closest and dearest friends. I'm having so much fun. How could you say I'm not having fun? I'm having fun. Can't you tell I'm having fun? We do not have a problem, Kyle. That hurt my feelings, Kyle. It really made me upset that you said that. We are so close, Kyle. I forgive you, Teddy. I forgive you, Kyle. Like, come on. I, (laughs) it just, there's no, no emotion. And that's kind of one of the reasons I love her, because I feel her. Like, my soul is her. It's not healthy, Um, If it's not healthy for me in my 20s, I'm pretty sure it's not healthy for a grown adult woman. Um, It probably does infringe upon some of her abilities to make relationships and connections with people, which is why the women don't feel like she does. But the fight was still fun to watch. It was like, wow, let it all hang out. And Lisa Renna, you know, stirring the pot as always love that about her. But this is what we needed to see ages ago. We could have just started the season after LVP, maybe three episodes max about LVP and the dog, why the falling out happened, contact, but we read about it enough. We did not need to see that many episodes about things that y'all let leak. Producers, you produced some of the best episodes at the tail end. And now as soon as we get a return of season two, Camille, Camille passed at The two different dinner tables losing heart shit. Really letting these women have it in one way or another. We're done. We have one more episode left. Like, and then LVP makes a return at the end with Camille. And this is the end. I'm literally enthralled. Is that the right word? I think so. I'm so pissed. I don't understand why we didn't get this a long time time ago no more about the dog if LVP is going to talk about this dog at the end of the of the season I don't want to see it even though I know that's probably what's going to happen and Kyle with all her stupid made-up stories about how I ran into LVP And it was cordial, or my daughter's friend's house was robbed, and the mom had all the construction workers take a lie detector test. So they were at the same lie detector test place as LVP was, and she was seeing them. Just say that the producers told you because they told her to get a lie detector test, and that you did that, which is a really grimy thing to do for like Bravo, because I feel like Bravo is such a upper crust (laughs) of like you Know trash reality television, but still, a lot of tech chess that's very like slumlord of you, very you know, daytime court TV, wee TV at night, you know, marriage boot camp reality stars, which is where like all the housewives who basically don't get the make the cut later go to die. Um, that is probably the most ridiculous story I've ever heard in my life that your daughter's friend was robbed and you her her friend told her that her mom sent the construction workers to the same lie detector place where they happened to run into Lisa Vanderbump as if LVP was going to go to a lie detector test by herself without push from production but not shut the place down or not rent them out or not have him come to her home like she these women have people come to their home for The smallest things. So miss me with that. You just know that story. But Kyle and her stupid made up stories. Can't wait to see which one she comes up with for why she ran into Lisa Vanderpump. Runs into Lisa Vanderpump at wherever. And we don't know what the outcome is. And Lisa Vanderpump is still hurt. I don't discount Lisa's pain. I think LVP probably is really hurt. She has been going through quite a lot. The death of her brother. Um, and then now her mom recently, and I am curious to see like what, I hope they, they, she's no longer, I hope she stops filming. I really do. I know they're probably filming Pump right now. Um, I don't think, I think for some reason that they like halted production, but also that I know Jax and Brittany are getting married soon and they're, I was I heard from not me specifically, but I heard Jax uh, in an interview say that he, they weren't going to cover the wedding on the show, which I find just ludicrous in and of itself, because all these kids act like they're so much better than reality TV now, but they need this TV show so desperately to survive. But. I'm pretty sure they paused it because of Lisa's mom and I hope that they just suspended for a while. If we're not going to get the wedding, they should just like let Lisa breathe because I'm sure it's hard enough for her. It's hard enough for Lala who's still, you know, suffering from her dad's death. And it's hard enough for Jax who is suffering from his dad's death. Death is not... A, grief is not a process that happens in a vacuum because it, it varies from person to person. But I do think Lisa was definitely probably just doing way too much, which means, makes it even sadder that the women of Beverly Hills came after her so hard. Because not to be like an LVP like stan or like sympathizer, but like it, it, it's a sad time. Like if I'm watching Lisa Renna and all the women shut down Camille. From talking about Dorit's finances and Dorit's husband owing her friends money or owing anybody money and being bankrupt and all these things, which is like something that we all already know to be happening, if not true. If we're watching Lisa Rinna and all these women say that is crossing a line, you need to not talk about this, do it in private, like shutting her down from talking about it on camera because they know it's going to be on camera And Dorit just shut down like, wow, I thought we all had an agreement that we weren't going to talk about this. Like, why is that something that's off limits? But confronting Lisa for practically anything is not off limits after she suffered a death of her brother. A Death is a little bit more serious (laughs) than your husband basically biting off more than he can chew and taking out too much money or whatever. Like I don't discredit PK. He probably did build a $2 billion business, but it doesn't mean he has it now. So girl, like get off your high horse and stop trying to show the world this fake like idea that somehow you're so prestigious and so successful that you're Bikini line and athleisure, and all these things. When that's a lot of things to do all at once without proof of concept, all these things are going to be like in this Kitson window. Kitson effectively closed down like in 2015 or something, and then like they brought it back, but like with a twist and like. I read, you know, all the things, all the articles. You can like Google it. Even Wikipedia doesn't have an updated section for that about how it's back or anything. But I've read some things that like it that the owner came back with like a different version, and it's called like Kits and Kit Ross or something. Which ironically enough, in the episode of Beverly Hills of Dorit's Beverly Beach window, it's not in the window, or it's not. It doesn't say on the wall, Kits and Kit Ross which is what it says everywhere else on the internet for that being apparently like the only of its stores, the website doesn't even have like an other location section. So it supposedly says Kits and Kit Ross on there, but it doesn't say that when Dorit reveals her garbage bag reveal of a, of a Beverly Beach window, which was a cute window. But I find that really interesting. Like, what is happening? Did they bring the store back pretty much for the read? Like, that's what it seems like. Even though it happened apparently like two years ago that they brought it back, it just seems a little bit like that. But I just have questions about how Camille is in in trouble for. I mean, she does show her ass. <laughs> camille is really letting her have it, and I was like, oh, oh, oh my, oh not gonna lie there is nothing better than classy white women really going at each other in an unclassy way that's fun it's good tv for all of us the white the non-white the classy the non-classy and everyone in between it is good tv to watch rich white women fight with each other and but like and then like money shame because that's ridiculous and that's just like anyone can feel that pain and watch that and be like wow okay you really don't have 20 million dollars you only have 8 million like I was also reading that like Dorit and PK have like maybe 30,000 dollars like left in their bank accounts or something but it's not like her money so she can't touch it with there's dynamic the dynamic to their relationship is probably something that is totally worth another episode if I ever care enough about Doritos to give her my time to talk about just her but to shame someone or to talk about how they are only down to 30,000 you know how many people do you know how many people in America would kill to have 30 grand in their bank account like a very many all the single parents out there all the two-parent households in cities and states that median income are about 30,000 or 40 or 50,000 like that is not the worst problem you can have. It may be sucky for Beverly Hills lifestyle. And Camille, in an effect, to a point, is right. You should be leery of people who are in that town acting a little bit too precocious, a little bit too ritzy for their blood. Because what do you have to prove? If you live in this zip code, you obviously... Are, we're under the impression you can afford it. But she's right And the flashbacks, the producers in those flashbacks, good shady work there. The Bentley and all the jewels and the Hermes um, and China said, yeah, <laughs> she's on to something about that. But why then are we to pretend that we don't know this is going on and the show is probably probably their primary source of income? Which is why I would not be surprised if Dorit leaked the information about the dog herself. Because she obviously needs the money. (laughs) Like, that is not something to be... I mean, it's shameful on the show. But she would just have to move and go live below her means or something. But God forbid she live like a normal person now that she's been promised this lifestyle. I mean, it's given me very, very, very much... Taylor, Armstrong, Circa, Seasons 1 and 2, all this money that we're watching you spend, the price tags that come up on the bottom of the screen, all these fancy things, buying your daughter a diamond, what, Barbie necklace or something, throwing the lavish parties. When I'm watching Dorit work like a workhorse, <laughs> build a brand, like an athleisure brand like that rivals Kate Hudson's fabletics or something which let me tell you something about fabletics <sighs> not to go on another tangent even though I probably should put it in the bio that I go on tangents I got some fabletics I was really excited because their plus-sized options looked cute And I was ready to go to the gym. I've been going to the gym a lot lately, doing intermittent fasting. Lost about 12 to 14 pounds, give or take. Really excited. Got my Fabletics. Let me tell you something. I have never felt like a fatter bitch than wearing them damn Fabletics. I was in the boot camp gym class, circuit class, whatever the, you know, fit girls call them. I'm in the class Every, I mean, circuits, we're up and down, right? You're doing multiple stations of working, of workouts and going to a bunch of different places in short time periods, but in rounds. I'm doing the, go from the crunches to the rope, to the bike, all these things. These pants, my size, that I had to stuff myself in the first time when I put them on. I'm in the mirror. I'm cute. It's holding everything in. I like that. I can't get past circuit number one. Without having to re roll my whole body back into these pants, stuffing myself back into these pants. The craziest thing I've ever felt in my life. I was absolutely appalled. One day I will give, a, I'll probably next week for my Hot Topic segment or Complaints of a 23 year old, I'll talk about like subscription services that we all try and spend so much money on at, at young ages because we think it's cheaper than whatever it is we don't need. Like, we already don't need it. And if we didn't buy it at all, we would save even more money. But we've convinced ourselves that because it's a good deal, we might as well go ahead and partake. And I'll probably rant more about that since this will only probably reach people who genuinely love, you know, Beverly Hills or something. And I'm already talking way too long for my liking since it's supposed to be just like a bonus. But come on. Like, Dorit, no one's... (laughs) no one wants to buy your f okay no one wants to buy your bikini slash child like your unconventional workout but look cute while I go get a latte after yoga don't eat sit on the floor like with my kids but really not sitting and playing with my kids because I probably don't play with my kids like outfits my I'm going to the park with them but not really watching them with the nanny like no one wants to buy your bathing suits named after all the girls on the housewives that's not happening people probably do as a joke or something or maybe because they really want to give it a try but it's already so ill-priced for the people that watch this show like it's not conducive to most people's budgets to buy Tiny little bathing suits that don't come in a range of sizes that would reflect the rest of the world, other than your one zip code, and the, doesn't reflect the budgets of those people either. Like, so we're watching you work like a workhorse to try to get something off the ground that has been done time and time again with a name that does not rival someone like Kate Hudson's, which is why her company is so much like more successful I guess and in a window of a store that we all saw closed down like whether it was in the news or if you watched Shaws of Sunset and you wanted Mike's shoes to like make it but then at the end of the season it was like yeah he put all that money into it and the store just died so now I feel like the store is just trying to make money off of Bravo which I'm not mad at go ahead do that that's what the, the wives do for themselves anyway And I just want to know why we didn't get the dynamic of Camille and Doritos a lot earlier. Why we didn't get the dynamic of everyone against Teddy pretty much at some point or another and her self-righteous behavior. Why we didn't get to see Kyle and Teddy be mean girls together and realize they're the cancer of the group. They're the problem. They probably plotted to take down the bigger personalities of the show and bring in who they wanted to bring in which is why we get so many rumors now of who might be on the cast and somehow they all have to do with Kyle's family although Brandy that's a must don't talk about LVP when you come back I don't care to say for you to be like I'm vindicated just be brandy and be authentic and we'll love it Brandy and Camille bring those back full-time I know Camille's probably over it by now after the reunion apparently they let her have it these girls are such mean girls and they're ruining something that's good for all of us with their bs and their self-righteous behavior because camille saved the season she saved it in two or three episodes she really saved it like she has no fear to talk shit she only has two modes like kyle said either she talks behind your back or she goes full dagger to the face in front of your face and i like both because she backs it up and she I mean like later she when you call her on it she'll be like yeah I said it fine yeah I said it and she does it in such like a big reveal when they already know you said it so like you're not doing anyone a favor by owning it because everyone called you on it because everybody knows you already did it but I love people like that like she makes for really great television and Camille really really brings it and she's like we all talked about how we weren't going to talk about your finances but since you're asking Doritos This is what I had to say about you. And Rena even goes like, I knew she talked about you and your money, but I didn't know she was going to go that far or else I never would have told her to say anything. And I'm just like, why not? Why can't we see all the tea? I want to know all the things. I want to see the headlines. I want to see bank statements. Give me all the goods. And this is another reason why I like franchises like Potomac and Dallas, and I think they're the best. For my real reasons why, you can listen to my other, um, my first episode on why they're, at least Potomac is my favorite of the franchises, but why them and Dallas, they let it all hang out. They have no reason to hide stuff yet. That is the drama. They don't have any specific brands to protect at large, like, They don't have a housewife brand to protect yet. They have their individual jobs, maybe their individual brands that they are growing, but nothing to say that we shouldn't talk about our stuff because in their minds, they signed up for a reality show to be honest, to talk about things. They call each other when out, when they're hiding stuff versus this show where everyone's calling out Camille for exposing the truth that we already know and that they're acting like isn't happening. That's not relatable. Granted, I don't think anyone really watches Beverly Hills for relatability, but it's still annoying when they act like everything's okay and like half of the cast is being sued for something or going through some kind of financial ruins. We will not love you any less if you're not as rich because you're still probably richer than most of us. So it's still fun to watch. I mean, we're not getting paid to be on a TV show, but we're also not getting paid to talk about our real lives. So if you're going to be paid the big bucks... I want to see big like I want to see big production I want to see real stuff real women real lives which is something that I like about Dallas and Potomac that even though they get no promotion they hold their own in the ratings because they talk about real stuff we see homegirls husband go to get indicted we see women's you know husband's Oh taxes out the wazoo in amounts that we most people would never be able to owe, let alone have but like those type of things is what makes for great tv and then the being real with the people you quote unquote call friends and not just coddling them and allowing for their bad behavior when you see they're struggling it's fun to be like hey i think you need to check yourself but not hold over their head we all have the secret because if you already let us know what you're, what's going on in your life no one really can hold it against you so that is pretty much the end of my rant about why i think beverly hills producers have failed me um i'm pissed they need to go ahead and just take some of the producers from pump rolls on over to um beverly hills and really do this franchise a favor and give camille back her diamond beg her even if she says no just beg her and then give brandy her diamond i'm sure she'll happily take it without any fuss and then get i i, I vary because i used to hate doritos but i really think that i mean Dorito, by the way everyone i call her doritos Also, I call Ariana Grande sleeves because she always is holding her sleeves. It's a weird thing. But just for future references, I like to call people out of their names, but not in a mean way, just in a shady way. But I never really liked Doritos, but I somehow feel like we're on a peak of liking her. Like once she leaves PK, which is going to be inevitable, I think we'll have fun. I think we'll have fun with Doritos. I think it'll be a good time seeing her drop her accent, seeing her be cool, play a little beer punk again, I think we'll have a good time, especially her and Camille continuously going at it. So bravo, make that happen, right your wrongs. This season was trash as a whole because you played us and made it seem like the first half was gonna be so much better and bigger than the second half, when in actuality, the second half was your bread and butter. We should have just started with that, end it with that and enough with the damn dog i know it's going to be brought up again but i'm tired and i just wanted to go on record that this was the worst decision you ever did making a whole season center around a dog just say the woman is grieving let her leave the show carry on with your foolishness ladies as usual that's all i got thanks so much for listening if you do listen Have a great day and I'll see you next week for an actual episode of Mixing with Moni. All right. Bye, y'all.